0: Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And I was... Just having trouble saying my name because I was thinking maybe it would be better if we said wedding bells. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is 51 First Dates. Welcome to our podcast episode all about the treacherous, scary, lovely sometimes thing uh, called Weddings and Marriage. Uh, We are a dating podcast. So if you're new here, welcome we love you if you're old here. Thank you for supporting us and being back. We are so excited to talk about all these wedding things. The questions were so good. We clearly all have the same angst. And Liza, how are you feeling? You're the one who actually has an impending wedding.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like it's hard for me to talk about any of my own like hangups and ambivalence without just feeling like such a hypocrite because like I'm planning a wedding that I feel conflicted about a lot of things with (laughs) so you know I know that it's gonna make me sound like I am full of shit to be like weddings are dumb but also I'm having one and I don't think they're dumb I actually think they're really lovely but a lot of times also they're dumb and there's a lot of weird pressures around them and there's a lot of weird pressures around marriage in general and there's a lot of dumb societal things and There's also just a whole new streak in me that's like, why is the government involved in this? I mean, that's not new. It's truly like, why? Like, go away. Um, But we'll get into all of it. We'll talk about all the feelings. And I'm sure people will be like, Liza, you goddamn hypocrite. Shut up.
0: I I feel that. Fuck those people. Because you contain multitudes. I contain multitudes. Women, men, you know, non-binary people contain multitudes. And I think that... Marriage and weddings is just this superimposed societal thing that is, you know, ingrained in us, imprinted us in us from such a young age. It would be honestly weird if we didn't have conflicting feelings about it. Because going to weddings, you know, post-pandemic, I'm craving a wedding. I can't wait to just get sloppy and dance around with friends and celebrate love. So... I, I hear you. You're not a hypocrite. We're going to keep an open mind. We're going to be vulnerable about weddings. I don't know. We said that before our bodies episode, and I think we did a good job. So we'll be vulnerable. <laughs> we'll also be fun. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll do like the babiest consumption episode ever I think like so quick quick hit because there's too much juicy stuff to cover then we will get into you know why we decided to do this episode at the highest level and then some quick hits of what we like rose and thorns we might call them shout out to Liza um of weddings in general so that we can you know it's also really fun to complain about aspects of weddings Liza I will definitely I mean don't oh yeah please complain okay like Yes, we need to, there is
1: no, I mean, I have no, weddings can be very, very annoying and expensive as a guest.
0: Yes. So we'll play a quick fun guest game that'll just warm us up and then we'll get into all of your juicy questions. I'm very excited. And also, yeah, I'm actually really wanting to go to a wedding. I haven't been to one since the pandemic. And just talking about them kind of makes me excited for you know painful, painful shoes and lots of makeup. So yeah, Yeah, same. I I did go to one in the
1: pan, like in the pandemic that was like not as safe as I wanted it to be, but it was after I was vaccinated. But it was the weirdest feeling to be at one. I was like, it, it truly made me feel like a lizard person in the biggest way. It was my first like thing that I went to. Um. I, didn't, I don't really condone it happening. I don't think those people are listening. But I made a little bit of a stink about it. But then also, I was vaccinated, so I went. Um, you know how it is. It's Anyway, we, are we will thing. get to all of it. Um, let's start with our consumption. Do you want to go first?
0: Yes. Okay, I'm going to totally cop out here. I'm going to recommend The Wedding Coach, which I've recommended before, but just because it's, you know, relevant, Jamie Lee's show, Netflix, I still, I really like it, and I I hope that it got kind of the widespread attention it deserved, but I don't know if it did. So after this this conversation, if you want more wedding content from like a a not so, um, I, I don't know, falsified fantasy land place, highly recommend you check it out.
1: Yeah, I watched an episode and it was very, it was very fun and upbeat. Um, let me see, what did I watch? I watched uh, a bunch of random shit, but the thing I want to recommend is Hacks, which you oh, talked so about good. last week, or maybe was just in the in the newsletter. But it's really good. It's really like, it's it's definitely a comedy, but it's also just got a lot of feeling, and um, it's really uh. It makes me feel good on the inside and that's fun
0: in the world it's such a good show and if, again oh gosh when this comes out we will know what happened at the end of mayor of east town but if you need more gene smart you can have more gene smart on hacks yes liza so yeah glad she's unreal um,
1: and, like, Jeff really loved it, too, which we never liked the same TV. So it was fun to just be like, oh, like, we just cruised through all four ep- – there. I think there's four episodes Yeah. Me. We cruised through all four episodes in one sitting,
0: which is like, oh, my God, this is very, very good. I'm um, in a similar household. We both are like, whoa, that was really good. Sometimes I think, like, you need to discover a show together in a way or watch it, you know, without one of you being like, hey, I really want to watch this. If you're both just kind of like, we're embarking on this together, heard it was good. Totally then yeah. there's less. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like sometimes in my relationship, one of us will recommend something to the other. And then I think there's some pride involved. Where we're like, yeah, it's fine. But, you know.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's Super always mature. like vulnerable to be the one who picks the thing. Even like in your family or whatever to be like, yeah, I picked the movie. And then you're the whole time you're like, do you like it? I feel like um, that
0: I'm always that person. And everyone oh always my God, same. doesn't like it as much as I want them to.
1: <laughs> I know. And I hate picking because I hate like sitting there anxiously like, uh, you know, waiting to see how everyone feels. But luckily, Hacks neither of us had that experience so high recommendation from us and that's i think basically it for me yeah
0: um yeah i'll have have some good ones to tune but that's that's it for now uh okay let's do it ding dong dong ding Um, throw the rice (laughs) wow i must admit i'm already in a weird mood but that's perfect for this topic liza let's talk about it what, what is your most complicated feeling about marriage, about weddings? Like, what's It's the a thing?
1: patriarchal institution <laughs> based on Christian beliefs that I don't hold. And it used to be a business arrangement involving a woman's father selling them to their husband for a price. And in other societies, it was, you know, there, there's whatever. There's a lot of different types of marriage, but... I'm gonna shout out at the beginning that I literally just read this article. It's a New New Yorker article from like a couple of months ago, but I had a couple stacked up, and it was. It's called. Let me see. What is it? It's what is it called? It's called How Polyamorous and Polygamous Are Changing Family Norms, um, and I would super recommend it. I literally read it today after we already had decided we were gonna do this episode. No, I started it last night in bed, right before bed. And I was like, oh, my God, we're doing this episode tomorrow. This is, like, so timely. So I finished it today. And it just made me think about how unbelievably politicized and how entrenched in government um, the, the institution of family and marriage is. And this article is all about how polygamists and polyamorous who fall on very different sides of the political spectrum. Like polyamorous tend to be like way more queer people and they're they kind of tend to be more like liberal, live in cities, and polygamists tend to be more religious, fundamentalist, live in more rural areas, but they're actually joining forces in a lot of a lot of times joining forces to get the government to recognize their marriages and their families. This is a little bit of a tangent. But basically like it just had me thinking of like oh yeah why the fuck is the government involved in my relationship and why do I pay less money in taxes because of my relationship and all of these things are just insane and I I feel that it's marriage holds so much in our personal lives and it also holds so much in like our place in society it means so much and that just really, really um infuriates
0: and frustrates me. Wow. I love a the bipartisanship, if we we call if we want to call it that, if we're me and we don't have any other good words for it, of um the polyamory crowd and the polygamy crowd getting together. I feel like it's something about that gives me some fun energy. And then B, God, you're right. It's marriage is a privilege. And, you know, if you're if you're, for whatever reasons, married, you know, I'm not not to say it's, it's perfect all the time, but even thinking about healthcare and being on your partner's plan, it is unfair and then yeah. and then you're right they sell it to us like it's just about love really we should all be looking at it more like okay 90 day fiance style not to say none of them are in love but like how do I you know pull myself up from this place that I'm in in society by glomming onto a man no yeah no
1: or like can we just get the? Go- I know I am in Texas and I sound like a libertarian but can we just get the government out of the, the marriage business mm. like
0: just fuck off like it's none of your business you know, like... That's so interesting. That's, yeah. It's well, a very... Yeah. And it's an industry know. too. So it's it's a government totally. thing and it's an industry. Uh And yet I feel like the industry part is... I mean, it must be regulated in some way. But it just... It feels like the worst of both worlds. And then on top of all that, there's... It's built on this fallacy that sometimes is reality, in your case, that... You know, true love is easy to find and something everyone finds. And I wonder if it was no longer part of the government or part of our lives in that way. And it was just, you know, a celebration of love and commitment. If less people would get married, I feel like maybe, yeah, definitely.
1: It's interesting because it's also there's also the societal pressure part of it, which is like. The thing we all feel this is probably more relatable to most people who didn't just happen to read this very specific article about how the government is involved in our our uh family structures but there's also the fact that from the time we're very young we're kind of expected to get married everyone men and women expect to get married have kids like that's sort of the the um life that's handed to us and if we choose not to we're seen as outliers or failures or this that there's also those pressures that are completely coming from um just the expectations that are put on us by our society and often our parents and grandparents and every single person we know um so there's a lot of pressure from a lot of different directions to get married and it can be very very hard i think to say like
0: you know what i'm all set (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I think it is hard. I mean, I think about where I am in my relationship and not feeling an actual genuine urge to get married, but being like, hey, 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 coming closer to three official years when I stopped going on other dates, like three and a half, like what's supposed to happen now? You know, like I I hate that, but it's a true thing. And it's totally coming from society because I don't, actually no i mean i guess the tax benefits would be nice i don't know what that would look like right now but i don't have an internal desire to be like have a party plan a party be committed with a ring again sorry like i'm being so sensitive no I, truly i want to keep up I, with the joneses with all the other people yeah. but we should really keep totally. up with the samantha joneses and fuck <laughs> marriage wow <laughs> guys i'm just on one and i just apologize i'm going to get it together. i love it i'm a fan no Ooh. I think that there's also the thing of
1: um like getting married sometimes feels like it's not for you. And I've had a complicated relationship with that the whole time I've been in a relationship where it's like, okay, my partner wants to get married. What does that mean? Like how much do my wants play into that? And our families want us to get married. And I for a long time was like, oh my God, you know, weddings are just all about people's families and that's insane. And now that I'm planning one, I actually have like more empathy to the fact that it's about your family. Mm. Like I have more, it it feels more like uh, it makes more sense to me that your parents who are there for all of your milestones do feel very invested in you having a wedding because they Raised you and we're there for your graduations and for your birthdays and for your every every step of the way and that this ceremony does hold a big part in all societies almost across the board forever. Um, and now I'm more like sympathetic to that than I was before that now that I see both how my family and Jeff's family what it means to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so there's so many facets of this, which is why we're doing a whole episode on it. Uh, it's all complicated. Weddings themselves are complicated. I do want to like quickly disclaim that we're not judging anyone's choices about marriage, about weddings, about anything. Like it's a it's a still developing frontier in modern feminism. We're gonna talk about the way we feel about it. but like I don't I, I'm just like, everyone I know has chosen different things in this sphere, and I don't want anyone to feel judged or like condescended to or anything does
0: that make sense absolutely and i agree and echo it i will be talking pretty judgmentally about little things that happened at at weddings but that's just my personal preference oh yeah and that's fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) weddings are fucking whatever it's a party you know like when you go to somebody's halloween party you're like oh god there's not enough beer like you know we are allowed to uh talk about yeah I mean no open bar my butt just kidding uh yeah (laughs) I would literally rather you not feed me
0: (laughs) yeah same I will bring a
1: purse full of crackers and it'll be fine (laughs) okay what should we do should we do the wedding stuff first because it's fun yeah because we just talked about feminism a lot there's gonna be a lot of talk about the patriarchy
0: yeah let's let's do the wedding stuff first because okay great Um, Shall we rosé and thorn um, weddings generally? Yes. Okay. Liza, let's do thorns first. Let's do thorns. Okay. What's your thorn of weddings, at weddings? Do you want to just do at weddings and marriage together or separately? Let's do weddings. Yeah, I think weddings too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So thorn of the wedding. You know what?
1: I was like, let's do thorns first and I actually don't know. Uh, I feel like a thorn of a wedding – for me, is um like this is so stupid. Long lines. Oh yeah, yeah. When we were looking at wedding venues, I went into every single bathroom and counted the number of stalls. This Beautiful. is this is literally like this is a this is a pet peeve. This is nothing, you know. Um, but maybe a more oh, you know what, bigger thorn. This is a more substantial one at weddings. Is I don't like when the ceremony is like six minutes. Mm. I I feel like I like to hear a little bit about your love. I want like a 20 minute ceremony so that I feel like, you know how sometimes like now when pe- people aren't religious and it's a quick thing and I totally get that, but like I'm here to sit down and we're here mm. for the ceremony. Like let's get some let's get some readings, let's get some stuff going on. Like I want to feel some feelings.
0: Give me some some stuff. That's a thorn of mine. That's a very very good point. I feel like Weddings are like on hyperdrive late or lately. Before the pandemic, when I last went, super quick. You're right. Ah, oh, good point. And it's interesting that a lot of these weddings coming out of the pandemic are maybe just celebration parties, which I love mm-hmm. in theory. But like sometimes you want to fly across the country to have some feels before you get really drunk and eat oysters. Totally. Oh wow, oysters. That's a that's a nice wedding. Um, okay, my thorn is when. Anything gets weird around daddy, daughter and uh, specifically sexual innuendo. I want to run. And like when the parents make a joke in the speech about the bride and the groom, I just I yes, I've had that experience and it made me ill. It made me very ill. And oh, God, I just that is such a good one. And so relatable. I have also experienced that like a couple times. Mm -hmm. Why is that a thing? Like, again, we know the whole thing was like, you know, virginity till marriage way back in the day. Also, way back in the day, you sold us. You don't talk about selling us in your speech. We do not need to acknowledge that there's a night of the wedding special. Most people just wind up getting drunk or tired and not banging anyways, from what I've heard. Um, Yeah, it's gross. I don't like it. Get it away. Or even
1: sometimes the father-daughter dance is to a song That is, like, a romantic song. A lot of times it's not. A lot of the times it's too, a very, you know, like, a very appropriate song. But I've definitely seen a couple where I'm like, this song is about, like, romantic love. And it's weird. And whatever. That's a very small... Nitpick, but like it does creep me out.
0: I gotta say, the daddy daughter dance, the daddy daughter aisle walk, it all creeps me out. I'm saying daddy for a reason. Um, Yeah. But when it comes to my father, I know he'd be like hurt if I didn't do some of those traditional things. And that's tricky. Um, I have these feelings too where I'm like, oh, I haven't had those conversations yet. (laughs) Yeah. I had one. I wrote an article, you know, obviously in my past life for Elite Daily, I think, about interviewing people on if their uh, dad wanted to be asked before their partner proposed to them. Hmm. And I asked my dad, and he said yes. My, like, very open-minded liberal father was like, oh, yeah, I think that would be nice. I would like that. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so It's old a school. tricky thing.
1: And it's funny because I had told Jeff, like, do not ask my parents for permission. And he was like, well, like, <laughs> I don't get in then they'll fucking hate me or whatever. Yeah. So he basically, like, I think he did like a good middle ground. He talked to both of them. He gave them a heads up. He was proposing and he was like, you know, I hope I have your blessing. Like rather than being like, may I? Like I was Mm. like, I don't belong to them. He was just like, you know, I hope you're I hope you're excited about it and I have your blessing. And they were like, obviously, yes, you know, whatever. But that was his kind of like wiggle right through that um, that whatever kind of bear trap
0: that bear trap is the closest thing I feel correct me if I'm just not thinking of something else that's the closest thing to the the original tradition of selling the lady right like asking may I have the lady and then kind of bartering a little bit you know yeah
1: you're literally asking for like the father's permission to and you know wedding used, marriage used to be way more of a business arrangement we'll talk about this we can talk about this more, too. It it really did used to be way more about, like, we're creating an advantageous living situation for our daughter and son to create a family and operate a farm. And it's kind of a business and everything has to function and yada, yada, yada. So it's like the purpose of marriage has changed over the years, but some of the traditions haven't. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, what's a rosé at a wedding on a lighter note?
0: A rosé at a wedding is very there are many hold on Kimmy she forgot what she was going to say Liza do you have a rosé I sorry I just interrupted myself interrupting you I apologize uh I would just say I think it's the like jovial celebration I love the energy when the actually the ceremony has happened you know even if it's not like a wedding of someone you're really close at, you're at cocktail hour. People are excited. It's just so celebratory. It's pure fun. It's what I feel like we've missed out on the past year. And that's what I'm craving. Like there's usually golden sunlight like shining around. Everyone's happy. Totally. And Everybody's stressed buzz. up. It's before anyone gets too drunk, but yep. everyone's getting a little buzz. Yeah,
1: that's a good moment. I really like um, the toasts. I want mm. like a lot of short toasts. Like I enjoy hearing from a lot of people. I think toasts should almost always be funny. I don't think people want I mean you want to get a little bit of feelings in there, but I really love like at Europeans weddings. I've been to I've been to one wedding in in Wales and then I've been to a couple weddings in New York where one of the partners was um European and apparently it's just a thing to do way more toasting like Mm. tons and tons of toasting but like they're kept shorter people you get moved around it's like you get the mic hustled out of your hands and I just have always really loved that energy I love hearing stories I love like not having to make awkward small talk at dinner like I just like to be entertained while I'm eating and it's always like a good vibe to me to just be like story
0: story story um so that's always fun great great point and also probably a great compliment to the people you surround yourself with because sometimes toasts can be truly painful but yeah and long oh my yes. god and then you're they're so unfunny you're like I wish you didn't make this funny because you have yes. no comedic timing again not saying that I do uh that's a good one Liza I wish more toasts in 2021 let's just be at dinner and someone go ding 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 hey yeah hey my friend I down love there just to got get an drunk job. and propose a toast yeah, yeah. Hey, I I
1: really love it. I've done it at people's birthdays. I've done it. I'll do it. I'll stand up, man. I don't have to be invited.
0: I like it. Toast 2021, the year of the toast. Uh, Ooh, okay. So now let's just do this really quickly, Liza. This Mm -hmm. is going to make me seem like an evil human being, uh, but it is a very fun tool for when you are at a wedding that – Maybe it was a little annoying to get to or a little finicky or required some some weird investments of your time or money. and And maybe it's a wedding that like where you don't know a lot of people and you're kind of with a weird crew, um, you know, having drinks the day before the wedding, you know, or pre-gaming the festivities that evening, whatever it is. This is a game I uh, (laughs) played with some friends at a wedding once and it's very fun. It's basically a list of bets you make on the wedding (laughs) before you go and you each take a vote. So for example, I'll give you the first one. Like Liza, if we were at a wedding right now, sipping our little drinkies before the ceremony, you know, talking about life and kind of wanting to be a little gossipy, we could make a list that was like, okay, do you think they'll have a band or a DJ? This one doesn't mean it's just a literal per- prediction. Um, even though I'm so pro-band. And Liza, I know I know you are too. Yeah, so I'm a big band fan. Uh, but then we would like, Liza, you would guess what you thought. I would guess what I thought. Our other friend would guess. And we'd like keep tabs. And then during the wedding, it's kind of fun to be like, oh. Or like, does someone make an embarrassing comment during a speech? Oop! So I'm just going to read you a few of these, Liza. And I just want to know, because you've been thinking about weddings. You've been planning your own what your your takes are so I'll just kind of like, I feel like
1: we should also say if we're pro or con as you're going through them let's just shout out pro or con
0: pro or con no we, that's yeah I was gonna ask okay that's true okay pro or con so okay okay because some of these don't have two things okay so and that's if we're pro it if we like it right Yes, yes if we like pro, it yeah yes. we'll do that I don't we'll know do why this. I had
1: to define pro and
0: con no but wow. it's tricky because some of them are like band or G- dj but I'll just do I'll do Let's start with that one as a warm up band or DJ because okay. I already spoiled band. it. Band. Yeah. OK. Um, own vows. People writing their own vows. You can pro or Yes. Con. <gasps> I'm pro. I'm pro. You so are. Fun. Oh my God. I dragged my ass here. I want to hear some feelings. No, that's good. I'm I'm the con is an extreme. That's me. That's very binary of me. It's just that sometimes they're insufferable. But like yours will be excellent. Yeah. Um, no, they'll probably be a little insufferable, but that's, see, I just, I like to get a little
1: schmaltz with my, cere- like, that's, this goes to my ceremony, short ceremonies as a thorn. Some people probably would be like, oh my God, I hate long ce- whatever. I just, I'm like, I want to feel some stuff,
0: you know? Yes. I like feel, I like the feels. Feels are good. Okay. The funny dance of the wedding party to the ceremony, where they, they mm. each have to pair up with their wedding party people. Con. Con. I- <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Having a signature
1: cocktail. I'm pretty neutral. I'm a light pro, I would
0: say. Yeah, I think it depends on what the cocktail's called, quite frankly. Yeah. If do. it means I'm getting a drink faster at cocktail hour, then I'm pro. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> Very basically fair. why I care about it. So I'm like, oh, you have them ready? Great. I will take one. Yeah. I'm pro as well. Uh, late night food situation. Pro. Pro. Yeah. 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 Okay. This one is just fun if you're playing this on your own. I didn't put all the categories there. You can imagine some of them were like kind of rude. Um, But having like deciding when their their first dance song is, if it's pre or post 2000s. But what's your vibe on first dance songs? I
1: feel like it should be. Obviously, I'm on. I don't know. I feel like it should be kind of funny. Like, I don't want people dancing to like. You're just too good to be true, which is my parents' song. So, like,
0: I'm, I'm saying I, that. With- that one's even okay because you can be kind of bop. But when it's serious or when it's, like, a country singer from two years ago and romantic, I will throw up. At yeah, and wedding. it's just like, I love you. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. I get uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this one you probably don't know what it is. Um, The cake smash. The smashing each other's face with cake.
1: <laughs> I'm lightly pro. I mean, I
0: no str- again, no strong feelings. It doesn't bother me. Same. I think I'm lightly pro, too. I think yeah. it's like, what, that's what that kind of cake is for anyways. Smashing it in each other's faces. Yes, um, totally. Okay, beer, wine only weddings.
1: I mean, I think you know I'm con. It's tough because the thing is, is I know how expensive open bars are mm-hmm. and that it's really, really tough to pay for a wedding. But truly, I would rather have pizza delivered. And have hard alcohol yeah
0: because you know I'd rather what? eat
1: cold pizza all night for for real
0: I yeah I too understand the price differential and the way I know I don't really because I've never shopped around at venues but I I don't want to sound like it's not but like even just when you think about fun beer is going to make people feel bloated wine is going to make them sleepy vodka is going to make them fun and rowdy and dancing on the dance floor mm-hmm. you know? so I I'm with you like casual wedding more 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 booze almost like more booze and food who cares how fancy it is but just more um I'm so healthy yeah uh, okay I already kind of did the next one okay matching bridesmaids dresses like when they all have the same dress not just color like when they're like prescribed you've worn one of these I've worn
1: a couple and not because of the ones I've worn or whatever but I, I'm just con in general. But that get speaks more to my feelings about bridal parties in general. Yeah, should we save that? Yeah, yeah let's. We'll we'll
0: get to that later. Okay. Uh, okay. This. I'll do one last one. This wasn't as fun as I made it sound, but I promise it's fun if you're at a wedding because you get to kind of like nod, nod at each other. Like, oop, you got a point uh, again.
1: This is really fun. I'm, I'm gonna be playing this at the first wedding I go to.
0: Um, and then, uh, sweetheart table, like that's when they sit and have dinner two people alone at a table. The the, the married I think, couple. I
1: feel like I'm pro only because it makes sense because they don't end up sitting in... Like, uh, if, always during dinner, Ooh. the couple's walking around and talking to people, you know? That's fair. Like, I feel like the couple ends up sitting for, like, the, to- the toasts and that's it and they might as well have their own table.
0: It's got big king and queen vibes to me, but I hear you. I guess it doesn't really matter. Good point. The thing that I don't like is the head table when there's, like a long last supper table with the bride
1: and groom at the center and there's all the bridal party on either side of them and they're all facing
0: one way that feels creepy to me that's you know I like the look of a really long table at any kind of party so but I'm with you I wedding parties are and then eh, I there there are some traps man there are some like
1: there are some, like, uh, potholes, trapdoors. What's the thing I'm thinking of, like, in Looney Tunes when there would be, like, a thing you would fall into? There there Rabbit are some holes? things that... I, <laughs> no. like, it's like a trap, you know? It's like, there are some things that I never thought about, and now I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what do I do here? Like, I don't... Yeah, it, it's very, very um, confusing. But we can talk about some more of those later on. Um. What do you think? Should we do some questions before we? Yeah, let's do some questions. What's your... OK, cool. Let's take a really quick ad break first, and we will be back momentarily. OK, we are back. Um, We are going to do some listener questions. We got a few by email. We got some in the secret Facebook group. I think we got a couple from Instagram, Um, which you should, you know, join, follow, subscribe, et cetera, you know. Um, But we're going to start with one that's sort of a longer uh, story, just because I think it's a very relatable, uh, relatable thing to talk about. So I'm going to read this email from a listener. Um, Okay, so I've recently unlocked a new marriage fear that I never had before, which is what if you get cold feet after getting married? I recently got into a new relationship after three months of dating this guy. He's everything I've ever wanted in a partner. Our personalities click, and he's extremely dependable and trustworthy. Just all green flags. Before we had the conversation to define the relationship, I was super excited and could really see a future with him. However, since we had that chat a couple of weeks ago and established that we are boyfriend and girlfriend, I've had major cold feet. Suddenly, three months doesn't seem like that long to have been dating someone, and I'm starting to panic that I've committed too soon. I think most of these feelings are from past toxic relationship, and you guys will be glad to know I'm in therapy, Woo! so I have someone to talk to about it, as I absolutely don't want to sabotage my relationship. However, I've definitely started to worry a lot about marriage as well, even though it would still be years and years off for me. I was wondering whether you guys have any thoughts or wisdom on the post-marriage flop. I know there's a lot of stuff about having cold feet in the lead-up to the wedding day, but what about the weeks after? I keep thinking about how I was so certain that I wanted to be in a relationship with this guy and couldn't wait until we officially defined the relationship. Then it happened. And a day later, I started to feel weird about it and question my decision. I wonder if this has happened with so many people, with many people before, after marriage. It's a really, really interesting question. And I super, like, identify with this fear, understand this fear. Um,
0: Kimmy, what do, you, what do you think? Do you have... Do you have high level thoughts? Yeah, I'll take the high level from the relationship fears. And I This, thank you for being so vulnerable in this because I agree. It's a really interesting feeling that I think, you know, especially I don't know how long this listener was looking for a relationship, but I personally beating myself up for being single forever. And then when something kind of works out and clicks and you commit to it, it's easy to be like, wait, what? I I certainly, you know, when things are working out, love to seek out a problem in them. So I feel like first high-level thought is sit with that feeling of second-guessing just committing to this relationship and try to distinguish what's, you know, from those toxic relationships that you acknowledged versus what is maybe some hesitancy that's a little more rooted in, in some real gut feelings. But if I had to guess, I would say that your cold feet are just that, cold feet, because you weren't having them before you, you made that C word, the commitment word, you, you DTR'd. So that's my high level thought. I don't know, Liza, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, the biggest thing I'll tell you is that like there are so many pressures when you're in a good relationship, when you're in a relationship. I had only been in relationships that I knew were not going to be my person. Until I started dating Jeff. And so when I first started dating him and I have a sneaking suspicion he might be the right person for me to be with for, you know, in theory, the rest of my life. I'll get back to that later. Um, I got really nervous and I started looking for reasons that things uh, could go wrong. And I think there's a world where that's actually a good sign is because you take this person seriously and you're putting some um, real thought into the possibility of them as like someone you could marry I just would love to encourage you to just let everything take the time it takes. It takes a really long time. I was not sure I wanted to marry Jeff for years and years. And it didn't have anything to do with anything except for the fact that it takes a really long time to see every side of a person. And I remember at one point I was a little unclear and I was getting drunk with my aunt who is the best and gives the best advice and she, and she asked me if I, I wanted to marry Jeff. And I said, I just don't know. You know, I still have a few concerns and this, that, whatever. And she was like, look, the only thing I'll tell you is when you're walking down the aisle, you have to basically look at that person and think, I am walking towards my future. And that helped me so much because after a certain amount of time, all of a sudden I felt that way. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like my concerns are gone. We've been through enough bad things together, enough tough times, enough Sad times, enough enough um, struggles, and I've seen how you react to so many things, good and bad. And all of a sudden, I have no doubts, and I can only picture my future with you. And that took years. So after three months, it's totally fine. Just give him a chance to show who he is to you. And let that take, you know, you some people know in, a, in weeks, and some people it takes 10 years. The other thing I'll say just about more of the aspect of getting cold feet after marriage is I think that it's totally possible. Lots of people get married and divorced, and while it's not ideal, it happens, and that's okay too. Um, I think the, a relationship that ends in divorce isn't necessarily a failure. I think you know there's lots of ways to, you know, we do have this pressure in our society to like get married, stay married, one relationship forever, and that's it. That's very constraining and can be very very difficult. And if, you know, one person is just your person for 20 years of your life and then it doesn't work anymore, then that happens and it's okay. And I actually like heard on some podcast or somewhere, it might have been Esther Perel, my homegirl, who who said something about like talk about divorce when things are good between you. So Jeff and I have had many conversations of basically what's going to happen if we get divorced, what's going to happen with our apartment, what's going to happen with our assets, what's going to happen with our dog, what's going to happen with our furniture. And they're very unpleasant conversations to have. Like they're not fighting, but they're just like sad. You're just sitting there and you're like, this is sad. But we have like a plan for that. I think like we're not going to need it. I have we don't have any doubts about each other. I don't have any doubts about him. I don't think he has any doubts about me. But I think that it's um, part of what's so great about being a woman in 2021 is we have the option of divorce available to us. That was like almost unthinkable for our, especially our great grandmothers, even like our grandmothers. So maybe this is not like the sunniest explanation or the sunniest like thought, but I would say just, just give your relationship all the time it needs. You will know when you know. And you don't have to, something does not have to be, um, if something is not forever, that's not a failure on anyone's part. That was a monologue. I'm sorry.
0: No, it was full of wisdom. Um, I know I was just reflecting on being in a really different stage in my relationship, but also from you, Liza, but also having um, learned a lot in this more recent phase of my my current relationship. So I'm thinking to like three months in, dating, making things official. Uh, yeah, sure, maybe having some – I don't know if I had cold feet in the same way, but just being like, okay, this is it. It's happening. It's kind of scary now. We're committed. And I was going off to grad school too, which was it made it extra scary. And long distance was coming up and – uh, but then I feel like I entered this phase of time where it was like if I had gotten married at a year and a half in, I would have had no doubts. And so I don't think I would have had – not that I have doubts now. That sounds terrible. Like I guess um, there would have been fewer issues that Tony and I had run up against or fights that we'd had to hash out or, you know, conversations about futures that, to your point, Liza, we have not talked about divorce because we're not there. But – uh. It freaks me out a little bit to think if I had gotten married a year and a half into my relationship and then started like having more of the deeper issues that come up just when you live together, for example, because we didn't live together then or just the fights. I feel like that would have given me this weird sense of, oh my God, we got married too soon and maybe like then caused me to divorce him. Whereas I still have, you know, fears around some commitment. Like he has brought up the marriage conversation a lot, but I refuse to go get go ring shopping. I don't. I it icks it, me out. Um, I also don't know my my finger size, so that's cool because they're fat sausages. Uh, sorry, we don't we don't braid our bodies on this podcast, but they're my fingies and they're gross. Um, but I guess ugh, I'm just having a lot of feelings where it's like to your your point about time and knowing and taking the time. I think that's really important because yeah. basically I think you can like those stories about cold feet, they're they could be in any length of relationship, but I imagine a lot of the cold feet we're thinking about would be like getting married or making that next scariest step of commitment too soon potentially. Yeah. And, yeah. And don't base it on anybody else. Anybody else's expectations
1: of you, what your parents want, what how long your friends dated before they got married. Something I'm really learning as an adult is that it's take it takes everyone a different amount of time to be sure. Although I think it takes most people like at least two years. I, I would say like two years at the minimum. But mm-hmm. I'm also a little bit more conservative about that kind of timeline. Like I think people should date for a really fucking long time before they get married. Um, But I think that it's 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 truly different for everyone so if you see a friend who gets married after a year and be like oh my god I should be I should know by now like it it's like a fingerprint man every single relationship is different and takes different amount of time and um not knowing exactly if this you know in these early stages of dating and for a long time afterwards not being totally sure if this is the right person for you is is part of it it's part of the experience
0: that's so comforting. Not again, not because I'm having doubts. I feel entirely like I'm with the right person who I want to be with forever. But it feels like life is so complex and jobs and everything that, you know, I guess I learned over the past few years, it's really hard to predict what it's going to look like. And that's why, again, not being married or engaged or divorced, I still have a deeper understanding than I used to about like, oh, this is so complicated your entire like friendships are complicated too especially long-term friendships but it's just another level of intertwined everything and uh yeah I don't know and the comparison thing also hit so close to home and we got some other questions about that and being the last one in a friend group to get married which maybe we can touch on Liza um now yeah but I I am in this weird spot where I'm about to see couples who met while I did my two-year grad school program like probably outpaced me in marriage and engagement and again it's that thing where I'm like I sound probably to everyone listening like a woman who wants a ring but it's more like I just am starting to feel competitive like we were all competing in in certain ways about our careers so now it's like huh or maybe it's not even competitive it's more like is something wrong with me like once couples who have been together for a much shorter time start getting engaged like oh like just inspiring some some doubts on my own part not about tony but about me am i what's wrong with me? i mean i think that
1: more often than not it says way more about that other couple than about your relationship you know again i'm not trying to be judgmental of anyone but i think lots of people rush the marriage portion of their lives because of a lot of outside pressures and that's just you know that's just what happens um i you know i think we all know people who got married like young right out of college or whatever and like who are now as we're in our early 30s in the process of getting divorced or who have been divorced for many years. And it's, uh, you know, again, this is where I'm like, I really want to underscore not everyone. <laughs> Lots yeah. of people get married after two months and then they are together for 70 years. Like this, there there is no magic formula. That's why it's just so important, I think, for everyone to just listen to your relationship and what is right for you. I also have felt outside pressure from time to time. And especially I felt it more from like my family and less from like what my peers were doing. But I also think that, you know, it, it the age thing does start to come into play. Um, overall, I just think that no one is, everyone is thinking about themselves and people are not looking at you thinking like, you are not married. What's wrong with you? You know, like the no, global you here. No, no, no.
0: I don't feel that way about any single person I know who's not married or not in a relationship. And to the to the idea of being the last of your friends who's not committed or married. Liza, I'm curious about your thoughts. My thought is like, like, vocalize that to your friends. If you're truly the last one and you feel left out, I would not be offended. I want to be, again, not married, but I've just seen the trap that is having a companion who you live with, who's your romantic partner. It just makes it easy to kind of uh, forget to like go out with your friends or go out with that one friend without your partner. You know, it's it's hard to remember sometimes not to just default to like, oh, we hang out together. So you want to come? Sure. So I would say remind your friends. I need to be reminded all the time and I – I think if they're good friends, they won't be offended. But if that's kind of the, I know there are other complications to being the last one. But if it's kind of like missing your friends. Be like, I need you to come out tonight with me and be a wingman. And let's go out and not talk about your wedding even or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. I think you can also be like, hey, I'm throwing myself a bachelorette party and you guys are all coming. And it's like not because I'm – you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If you need to – to mark some occasions for yourself or throw yourself a huge 30th birthday party or 40th birthday party or 60th birthday party. Yeah. Or, um, promotion party or, you know, I think you can communicate to your friends like, okay, like I'm not getting married, but I want to find ways to celebrate my achievements. And if they're good friends, they'll be like, fuck yeah. What are we doing for your, you know, ex birthday or whatever it is. Mm, Um, that being said, like, sorry, I get it. I really, really do get it because I, was perpetually single and all my friends had boyfriends and I it, I always felt like it meant something about me. So if it's more that it leads to insecurity, because again, society has told us like we have to get married, then that is trickier and, and less hard to give like tied up advice for. But I will say that again, like I know so many people who were in relationships who were engaged, who were married, who I later found out were really, really, really unhappy and unsatisfied in their relationships. And you often don't know about that until the relationship ends. And so I would just say that, remember, like, a a relationship does not equal happiness. No matter how many wedding photos someone posts on Instagram, no matter how flashy and showy they are about their relationship it doesn't mean they're happy. And in fact, being in a relationship that's unhappy, being in a marriage that's unhappy is, I think, like one of the loneliest places. Mm -hmm. And so anytime it makes you feel bad about yourself, just remind yourself you are better off single than in an unhappy marriage.
0: Yep. And it shows, even though you might, you know, feel like your relationship with yourself is challenged in many ways, I think, Being single rather than being in an unhappy relationship means that you have a a stronger and more healthy relationship with yourself than you maybe even realize um, because you feel like you're beating yourself up for not being single. But I'm thinking about a lot of the women I know and myself when I was always the single one. Like none of them are not catches. All of them have insanely cool careers and really healthy senses of self. Uh, sometimes I think we just, again, it's, yeah, it's, it's being surrounded by a group of people who are coupled up. It feels fucking frustrating and lonely and can be this, um, really challenging position to be in. But as much as you can check in with yourself and be like, no, I'm cool. I'm so smart. I'm so great. I'm good on my own. Yes I, I might be lonely too but like the reason it feels so bad like I'm the only one is also really societal like coming back to that it's just so I don't know it you should be the one if you were in a group of male friends you'd be the one everyone envied so yeah it's the narrative is it's pretty rotten yeah all right
1: we got it's crazy we got a lot of questions on this topic like more than we have on. Almost any other topic that I can remember. So it's like I'm like, oh my god, I want to like hit all of these. Some of them do cover similar territories. Is there anything else, Kimmy, you like are eager to hit on? We can do
0: some short ones. Like, what are your thoughts on
1: people changing their names after marriage? Uh, I don't, I don't like it. Um, but I won't judge you for doing it.
0: I don't like it unless
1: I accidentally do judge you, and then I'll feel bad about it. But I, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I think in general that whole structure has to be rethought. I would like my children to have my last name for example since I'm growing them um mm-hmm. I'll be keeping my last name. I would I I think it's um I think it's insane that it's n- that more men are not changing their last names.
0: Yeah, uh, we really haven't come that far. <laughs> that's
1: the thing is I'm not anti like picking a name together as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh I know only one person who I guess we've talked about on every episode of this podcast ever, Katie Starino, whose husband took oh, her yeah. last name. <laughs> and I know one woman who kept her last name and, and her son has her last name and, and not her husband's. Other than that, everyone I know who's changed their name has taken their husband's last name and the kids get the husband's last name and it doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be a lot of conversation about it. Or hyphenates, which I'm very about hyphenates, except I have like a, Eight-letter last name or something, and Jeff has like a ten-letter last name. So like, we're not, we can't do that. Like, it's just cruel and unusual. Um, but that those are my those are my thoughts. I always
0: used to be like, women shouldn't do it, but I want to because I hate my last name. It's Bosket. Uh, but I feel now differently. I'm like, no, I won't change it because e- equity, equality, whatever you know, liberation, all of the things. Uh, I also. I I thought of a new wedding pet peeve. It's when women change their last names within like 2.5 seconds on Instagram. And then it's like, wife of X. Mom to X. Yeah. It's a lot. And again, I'm so judgmental. You can love being a wife and a mama. I just think some of this stuff is just like, we show off on Instagram and showing off like, I got a husband. I had a baby. I made a do- I made a baby. I had to have a dog. Like that stuff, I don't know. Show off your babies. I love seeing your babies. It's yeah, just, babies are cute. It's the context. You know, there are a lot of babies and families posting on Instagram that don't bother me at all. It's this like, I'm a missus now that makes me sick yeah. to my stomach. It's using marriage as a status
1: symbol and or as an achievement, which… I don't know. People will disagree with me, but I don't think of marriage as an achievement. I think of my relationship as an achievement, and I guess that's probably really what people are celebrating, but I also don't think it's a remarkable one because most people get married. You know what I mean? Like achievement to me is something that stands out. And yeah, like marriage doesn't. Cool careers you know? and Totally. And it's special. It's it's um, I mean, I I like I've said I am pro Weddings. I love going to weddings. I love celebrating my friends' loves and love and relationships. But there has always been something about treating it as a, a medal to a Girl Scout patch to pin to your sash that I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> um, this is a great one. Okay, that's another question. Meeting hot people at weddings. Dot dot dot. Well, your whole family is there. How to handle?
0: Ooh, this is almost too hot to handle fuck myself um you gotta try to convince your parents not to come to the after party yeah it's all about after party i mean i i personally oh, i should we should put this on list i hate the next day brunch i'm always hung over but i also appreciate it but i'm not gonna like meet someone there and oh the family goes to that so yeah tell them not to go to the after party uh i would say oh maybe talk to the bride or groom or whoever invited you and be like put me with the hot people not my family yeah or sidle up to them at the bar
1: you know follow them when they're at the bar you go to the bar just go just start off alone don't tell your family you're going go to the bar get yeah. up next to them be like hey what's your name how do you, you want to start a conversation and then be like so my whole family's here but I do want to flirt with you are you going to the after party
0: <laughs> exactly yeah if there are welcome like, drinks you can you yeah can spot them Stay yeah late.
1: just pick them out you know um I'm all about a sidle up to the person at the bar I do that with like wedding friends you know when you like make you know you make a friend at a wedding who you're like we're never gonna see each other again but like we're hitting it off at this wedding yeah that's uh I love to like zip over to them when I see them at the bar and be like hey friend
0: remember me <laughs> play the wedding game with them if if like I, I yeah do do something fun or like tell oh. some family secrets to like I love weddings I'm excited know. I'm going to one in August uh and I am very excited about it okay all D-D-D. right. This what is else? just a quick yay or nay. I'm fine with a wedding, but zero giving the bride away. Shit, no patriarchal bullcrap. XOXO to this listener. I love, I love, I love this. We clearly agree, but giving the bride away, Liza, is it like offensive to you? Are you doing it? It's again. I I already shared my feelings. I feel like it's complicated because a dad might want to. But yes, I feel uh, I feel
1: I don't like it um I personally don't want to have an aisle at my wedding and that's not because I think I'm so unique and different or whatever it's because (laughs) I don't want to walk down it um that's more of like my own shit of like I don't want to be a big reveal in my dress you know like it just makes me feel uncomfortable to be like and here I am like I just that's just not it makes me feel weird. And I was at a wedding where the um, the brides were just milling around and greeting everyone. And then when the ceremony started, the officiant kind of called them up and they just sort of kind of went up. And it was like really, really nice. So I'm going to do something more along those lines. I want to see people and hug people. And I don't want to be like, da-da-da-da, fucking welcome to the stage, like a fucking drag queen. It's just not, again, I'm not judging anyone for their choice like I get the the appeal of that. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. So that takes away <laughs> some of that pressure. But this is a scenario where I feel that if it's very important to your parent or parents, um you should do it if i if my parents feel a, a strong urge to do that, I will have both of them, yeah, join me in in whatever that looks like. Uh I would never exclude my mom from a special moment that my dad got to be
0: involved in that's true that is that's the weird thing I don't think about it that way because I'm like oh it would just be my dad but not his girlfriend you know (laughs) 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 um but But, like it could be your dad and
1: Kenny for example. you know what I mean that's true that's true if you're like Um, it is my family you know if if you're like our families will be intimately involved in the ceremony Ooh, I don't like the word that I use family intimately in the same sentence but yeah. you know that's um the way they're involved i i would like it not to be like i'm handing off my daughter lift the veil and reveal her you know like that's not i that that's makes true. me feel i
0: want to see you be revealed at the end of the aisle though just because i love seeing friends like oh that's what they're wearing but I yeah i respect yeah. it i like it good job um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
1: love drag queens. Maybe this is my moment to do a reveal or I'll do like a thing. I'll be wearing a cloak and then I'll rip it off. And, you know, like the drag queens do. I love that. Uh, uh What do you what do you, do you have thoughts on that?
0: Oh, me? Oh, ah, uh, who knows? Uh, I don't I don't like it in theory. I agree with you, though, if it's apparent. It's not where I'm going to put my feminist stake in the ground. You know, I'm not really sticking it to the patriarchy by making my dad feel left out so but yeah I think it is weird if it's like no mom you can't come it's just my dad that's fucking weird yeah absolutely um okay when does the talk about possible long-term arise in relationships um if your significant other pictures marriage generally not just like about your relationship when should that come up in a relationship um though in this particular case this was on Instagram, so I'm just kind of piecing a couple of little Insta questions together. But she also wrote that he's 35, or he he's thinking like 35. He'd want to get married. She was thinking 30. They're both 26, so like, you know, who compromises, or like, when should you be talking about that? So two questions really: when should you talk about like long term and marriage? When should that be a thing in your relationship? Um, as in, do we want to do it not with each other, but generally? And then second like if you have different ages in mind for that is that a deal breaker or is that a an issue
1: yeah I mean I think that uh you should be able to bring it up as as early as like the second or third date you know you should feel comfortable to say like yeah I see marriage in my future or no I've never seen myself getting married um or like I'm open to all possibilities but I don't have a you know, a strict vision in my head, which was kind of what I what I said. Um, if they're freaked out by that, I mean, I don't know that you need to like bring it up as a an important part of conversation, but I think you can find a way to be like, yeah, well, you know, I've always pictured myself getting married. So, you know, my life like if you're talking about your life plans, if you're talking about your career plans or your you know, plans for kids. I think it's like kind of an important discussion to have on the in the earlier half of a relationship and you can keep it very general. Most people will know like you're not talking about them specifically. Um, so I think bring it up, uh, you know, casually and it can show people you're not like afraid to have honest and real conversations. Um, other people might disagree with me here, but also I think if a man gets freaked out by that or if a woman gets freaked out by that, then that says a lot about where they're at. Um, in terms of engagement age, I think it's important to understand why you want to get engaged at the age you want to get engaged and that your partner understands it too. And you understand their perspective and you are both coming at it from a place of understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're saying like, I want to get married by this age because I'd like to be, I'd like to have kids and I know when I want to do that and I'd like to be married when I have them. Or... If you're saying I want to get married after this age because financial security, like finding complete financial independence on my own without combining finances is important to me, which is a very important thing to me personally. I was like, I must be financially stable and independent on my own two feet before we combine our finances. Um, And I want to be that way for like a couple of years. Like that's really, really important to me to achieve this goal of like not being a financial mess (laughs) on my own (laughs) without without you. Um. But there's a million reasons that you have and that they have. So I think that you really have to understand each other's reasons. And then I think the compromise will become kind of clear. I think you guys will find a middle ground that feels correct for both of you based on why you care, why the ages that you've both chosen feel correct.
0: I think that's a really good point. Um, All of your points, Liza. So wise. I guess I will just say the only thing because I'm staring at it, my ideal engagement age is 30, significant others is 35, we're 26, who compromises. A compromise means you both compromise. You meet in the middle. So I think to your earlier point, Liza, about the the things that, you know, arise and you have to discuss and go through, this is one of those things. And it's a really important conversation to have, especially you're 26, but you're together and and I think it's – it's a good thing to find out. You could be the most in love, amazing couple, but if someone can't meet you closer to where you want to be or if you can't meet them closer to where they want to be, maybe it's a a nah, sorry, that's really harsh. I'm sure you'll work it out, but I just I think it's one of those uh important combos to have.
1: Yeah, and if and if it's a thing where both of you have your your heels dug in um and can't reach understanding with each other, then that speaks to like a bigger a bigger problem to be totally honest again yeah that felt a little <laughs> a little harsh but but no no, you know, no no I coming to it from a place of empathy for your partner's um feelings is important and then making sure that
0: that empathy is extended to you mm-hmm. um okay I'm gonna read a tie another timeline stress one and then we can get into some like wedding angst Liza you can close this out how does that sound Sounds great. We may have to do a part two because there are so many things. I here. know.
1: And good questions. Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's, there's, um, not that we don't always get good questions, but I feel like there, I mean, we have a long list of like really good, interesting, meaty questions. If we're not getting to your question, I'm really, really sorry. And we will, um, maybe we'll do, yeah, like a part two or a, a reprise of this. Reprise.
0: I like the reprise. We're going to do a wedding reprise. Uh, okay. Or marriage. All of the things. Uh... Okay, uh, love to hear thoughts on timeline stress. I was recently dumped by my boyfriend of five years who I thought I would be marrying. I'm sorry. And yes, I miss him and I'm heartbroken, but I'm honestly mostly panicked about the fact that my life no longer aligns with the timeline that I had set up for marriage, kids, et cetera. I feel so stressed about having to meet the one ASAP, making healthy dating practically impossible instead. So thoughts on that topic would be great. Ugh. That's really tough. I'm really sorry
1: you're going through that it's so um it's so unsettling when you feel like things are figured out and the rug gets pulled out from under you i have felt this way with job stuff and and various things in my life and it really is very very hard to reorient yourself i will say that i know so many people who are in this situation i i know people who w- got married and got divorced after a year, two years, three years. Like I know many people around my age who are divorced. It's not just, you know, a one-off or whatever. It's it's a lot. I mean not a lot, but many people. And so and by the way, several of those people are now in in great relationships, getting remarried. Um, I just want to underscore that like this is not only possible it's very very likely that you will find someone else who is the right person for you to um you know achieve those milestones with making it making in terms of making it healthy i think you just have to approach it knowing that like you are trying to build a like like a house without a strong foundation is not going to be up for very long so you just have to remember, like, you're not looking for the father of your children. I don't think – I think you're looking for, like, a good, kind person who you connect with and have chemistry with. And I do think you have to challenge yourself to, like, go back to basics and not put that pressure on every date or every person you meet. Yeah. I don't know how. That was not the most, like – that was not the most, like, it, like
0: prescriptive advice, but – What do you think? It's hard to prescribe this. Yeah, I think you led with the most important part, though. You're not alone at all. It fucking sucks that the timeline aspect has more pressure on women than men, though. They do have a timeline. Um, But if it's about kind of kids specifically, the egg freezing, you know, lots lots of challenges there. But, you know, there are certain steps you can take. And otherwise, it just fucking sucks. And I hear you uh when it comes to marriage timeline I think that we've all been there where we thought we'd be married married by a certain age and maybe wanted to be married by that age again that's society that's like all the movies we watched fuck that that's less important people get married like look at JLo and Ben Affleck right now having the time of their lives I mean marriage is a bad marriage by a certain date is so much worse than like no marriage at any date and then I'll just say this is a little redundant with what we said before but life is so fucking short it is one time there's like stories about people not to get so morbid but on their deathbeds who are just like well I wish I like enjoyed it more here's the really good thing about what just happened to you as awful as it is you spent five years together that's a long time you changed a lot and you both got really honest about you know if this relationship made sense or not and no matter who's the one being broken up with like it's worse if you're broken up with and you didn't want it to end. The heartbreak, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize it, but here's the thing. You will not be looking back thinking, wow, I kind of settled or stayed with something or was with someone who just didn't love me in the way that I love them or I deserve to be loved for my one fucking precious life. And this is so cheesy, but I'm getting old and existential these days. It's not worth it. It's just yeah. to just to check the boxes. It's just not. And it's so hard We've been programmed to not think that way. And I we shouldn't think about you know, dying every day. Sorry. But no, it's such a good point. It really is. And like this is so much
1: what this podcast is about. Right. It's like we want dating to be fun. Like you get a chance to take everything you've learned from this long relationship and from this horrible heartbreak you're going through and take it out and play around with like your new self and connect with some people and like Get some D or or whatever or, or not, whatever. Like, no judgment on that. But like have a good time out there in the world dating and looking for someone who you want to take those steps with. And I know the time pressures can be intense. And I know it's horrible when you have plans for yourself that get, um, like I said, ripped out from under you. Um, but yeah, like in any way you can try to bring enjoyment and fun and playfulness and sexiness into this. Um, this new phase of dating and that will make it easier to know if you're connecting with someone genuinely
0: yep I yeah I yeah you're gonna be fucking fine I know it sucks and yeah Liza's right it's it's also just timelines. Fuck timelines. Fuck timelines. <laughs> don't just try to meet someone ASAP. That's the thing. And I know you know that and we all know that listening. But that's just yeah. never worth it. I've seen people do that. I've seen people stick with it. Like they don't seem happy. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: the same. I also know people yeah. have done that. And also I've done that because they want to have kids. And yeah. I think it's so much more powerful to have a kid on your own. And I mean I know that's just not for everyone. It's so hard. And I also have friends who are single parents. And But like you, again, this is like we are so lucky to be women in 2021. Like we can do anything we want with our bodies, with our lives. And that doesn't mean that those things won't be judged, but we can do them. We can have have a baby on our own. We can never get married. We can get married five times. Like any of those things are possible for us. And I say all of those things flippantly as though they're all easy. I know they're not. But it was impossible for every generation of women women before us, except for like maybe our mothers. So we're very lucky, and um, yeah, to to enjoy that feels like uh, a responsibility. That's not <laughs> fun. Responsibility. Enjoy it. It's our
0: responsibility. Lol. I love it. Okay, last one. Let's get back to weddings and how they're stupid and beautiful at the same time. Okay, I struggle with this because everything related to the wedding is so not me, even the alt ways of doing things. Alt weddings. Alt right, alt weddings. Just kidding. I'm not into any of it. Curious as to what Liza thinks. All right, Liza, let's do Girl, it. Talk oh, to us. How do you I have a wedding and stay you. cool and feminist? We got to know. You know what I am really
1: embracing is not Okay, here is my feminist take on weddings. I'm just not overthinking it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I <laughs> think that the least feminist, feminist feminist thing to do... Here's my example. I looked at so many venues online, and I stressed, and I this, and I nitpicked, and I whatever, and I was freaking out, and we made a day of going to see, like, four venues, and I didn't like any of them. But there was one... That's a lie. I didn't... I really disliked two i kind of liked one and i liked the other one with like some reservations but i didn't love any of them is what i'm getting at and i was like oh my god i gotta go back to the drawing board i gotta look at all these more venues and then i was like wait a minute i liked this one venue and i don't want to google any more venues so i'm just gonna book this fucking we're just gonna book this fucking venue jeff really liked it i liked it our parents really liked it they came with us like everybody really liked it like I think the ballroom's like a little generic. Am I really going to like spend many more days torturing myself or like whatever, going down these rabbit holes of whatever to try to find something that I like more? I'm like, it just checks a lot of boxes and it's fine and I like it. And that is just one example of like the way I am trying to bring feminism to my wedding is by just not thinking about it that much because the details don't matter. I am sure it is not going to be the most pinteresty wedding. Like oh, fuck that. Every detail is not going to be attended to. I don't really care what it looks like at all, to be honest. I don't care. I I am trying to create an event that is fun where I can bring the people together who I love the most and mark the occasion of the start of our of my new family with Jeff. And, like, that's my kind of vision. Everything else, like, truly, I think it's going to look like a, a corporate conference. And I don't care. <laughs> like, I
0: just don't care. Um, you know, people and get very drunk at those corporate events. I yeah. Will
1: say. They have fun. And also, it's like, there will be flowers, but it's not going to be like, you know, there's like, I, I, I'm not going to do a like, um, you know, s- selling Sunset Christine Quinn I wedding, right? I'm not trying to create a visual experience, I'm um, trying to get people drunk and to dance. Um, so it, it's tricky because there's lots of things I'm going to probably end up doing that I wouldn't do if left to my own devices that I think are like a little bit more important to my family or to Jeff's family or to Jeff's religious tradition. I don't have religious tradition. Um, so. But but that's that's something that I I'm rambling a little bit on this answer, but I that's my way of um, bringing myself to it. Like, to me, it feels like a radical, uh, like, breaking of tradition for me to just be like, I don't give a shit. I don't have a Pinterest board and I don't care what it looks like. I just want it to be fun and special. Um, Under that umbrella, there is some stuff I'm doing Like, I really don't want to have an aisle or make a grand entrance that is for me. And it's a a choice that I'm making for me because I don't feel comfortable otherwise. I don't think I'm going to wear a white dress because I don't like them and I don't feel comfortable in them. And a lot of people are disappointed in that. And that's going to have to be okay. But there's a lot of other stuff I'm doing because it makes people happy, you know, like and, and that's fine. The the biggest thing I'm doing to try to make this wedding feel like me is to not put more thought into it or stress about it when I really don't want to.
0: Are there any other like specific tribulations that you can briefly address before we go when it comes to this? Yeah. Like, like what are the what are the trickiest parts when you're trying to like when you're not super into the wedding game but you're fucking hosting a wedding? What are the, yeah. the hardest ones? Money is, is
1: tough and stressful. It's ex- very expensive. And, uh, you know, I won't get into, like, all the specifics of, like, you know, it's basically being split amongst, like, families and Jeff and I and all this stuff. But – and everyone's being incredibly generous. And they really want me to have a big wedding. And so to them, it's important to them. And so my mom has told me that I need to stop talking about it <laughs> because they <laughs> – want to contribute financially and it doesn't matter to them that I have feminist asterisks about weddings. well that's um, hard you know, when if,
0: someone's contributing you know that yeah that's i no no not not on anybody's side not that there are sides but just thinking about that assuming someone's helping you pay for your wedding you know of course they feel like they have a say they're fucking yeah. paying <laughs> yeah but the thing that's
1: great I mean and this is I am so lucky and so in the minority here a just that my parents want to help pay at all is incredibly kind and generous oh, but also yeah. my parents understand who I am and that I am not going to do exactly um all the exact traditions and they they have not tried to push me into anything that I don't want to do much to their credit yeah I just mostly was like I don't want you guys go- I don't want you guys to be paying for something that I feel like isn't totally necessary like I tend to be pretty practical about money with some exceptions but I was I, I'm like I, I don't want you guys to pay for this if it's um, you know I just feel weird about it mm-hmm. and they have been like this is a huge day for us in our life to celebrate you and your marriage it's very important to us it's a huge event in our extended family of a huge family that means the world to me and again it, through their eyes of like this is a big event in our grander family um everyone all my aunts uncles my cousins I have there I have a like I said they're all really important to me She was like, this is big for everybody. Everybody really cares about this. And like, these are the things that started to get me more excited about it. Um, So actually seeing some of those things through my family's eyes has helped me be like, oh, yeah, this is important. This is a big day.
0: Like, this is cool. Like, I want to do this. It's once in a lifetime, potentially. Um, And getting family together is – maybe this is another way to think about it, which you – I'm stealing this from what you've actually done, Liza. Just – Getting your family together. You know, uh, my grandmother just had a health scare. I I don't see her as much as I'd like to. I'll, you know, it's, again, yeah. life is short and weddings are a really unique opportunity to, no matter what the wedding looks like, get your family together. And like, yeah. fuck it. If, you're, if you don't have that feminist asterisk over everything because you're delighting your family and having them come together, I mean, it's the same way, you know, you kind of eye roll. Well, no, we shouldn't, but... Certain, certain. you can't get into it politically, let's just say, with certain relatives. Like, you're just like, you're 95. I'm just going to let you go there. And actually, I have a grandmother who's more progressive than I, my last living grandparent. So I'm just thinking, I'm saying the general you, the general we. Um, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. And there's lots of, um,
1: there's lots of, yeah, like I said, kind of strange situations to navigate. You know, who's coming who's getting invited to the rehearsal and who's this and who's that and who's included. There's so many pitfalls. That was the word I was looking for pitfalls. Um, But I, I do think to the person who wrote this question, like whenever possible, like, you know, I think you have to trust your gut as with all things. That's what I'm trying to do is let go of the things that mean something to other people. Unless my gut is like, no, I'm not doing that. So I would say that, just like with everything else, you have to listen to yourself. And also, if everything about having a wedding feels weird, fucking go to City Hall and do it and then tell people. And, you know, if people are mad, they will get over it
0: quickly. It's so weird to me, the being mad thing. I could understand being mad that you're not invited to like your best friend's wedding, truly. Like not not a City Hall one, but just like a big one. I, I don't understand – and again, this is maybe ignorant. Maybe I maybe I'll have my feelings hurt someday, not being invited to a bachelorette or something. But I'm kind of like I just don't have to spend money then, and I, I don't know. Like yeah, I think there again, this is all. I hope this all changes with the the post COVID. Maybe smaller weddings come back and weird celebrations come back. Um, but yeah. yeah, it sounds like Liza, you're crushing it. Like you're putting your guests first. After going, we've all gone to a bunch of weddings, so. Like the goal is just like how do they have fun and then how do I not like hate this day or become a stress like how do I honor the love that we're celebrating yeah and the family and the growing family so it's like a two-part thing that has nothing to do with veils or flowers or whatever the fuck yeah you know totally and you know I think I'm also just like
1: pro my, my parents had a backyard like potluck wedding you know it might like-
0: too but they had like yeah. a Top shelf bar and like lobster and shit. And I'm like, that is actually, let's bring back whenever they got married. The yeah. Like I, I'm a, you know,
1: I exactly what Kimmy said. COVID has made it, I think, more possible to just be like, you know, I just had a friend who got married in her parents' backyard and then she invited all of her friends to the beach for a bonfire. Like great, great, great idea. You know, like we can kind of do these things in the way we feel comfortable and COVID has enabled that. And I think it's a, it's a great time to be like picture your paradise and then do it and then ask your parents if they have opinions and then take them like take some of them into consideration and throw out the ones that you just know are not right for you.
0: Mhm. I love it. There's so much more. We're actually we're doing a reprise. We're doing part 2. A reprieve, a reprise, a re- a reprise. Good wow. question. Wow. We're doing part 2. Because there's so much we can yeah. cover about the actual fun parts of like, we, we talked about being a hot person at a wedding with your family, but there are still more nuances to like why weddings can be great when it gets a little closer to wedding season. Oh my God, it's May. It's May. It's already happening. I, you, but it's like covid
1: Like I feel like a lot COVID-y. of the weddings are pushed to late. For me, it's like late August, October. I have weddings.
0: Yeah. I don't have one until August. Yeah. Everything else that was supposed to be now is is canceled yes yeah, um, or postponed or people you know eloped shout out to that that's the other anyway. thing with the money you spend you could just go away go to city hall then go away on a nice trip i'm, I'm trip so totally pro that. yeah
1: and then let your parents throw you a little party or whatever at their yes. house you know whatever they want to do but it's also fun um, to have
0: friends there anyways anyways there's so much we could get complicated. into complicated
1: um guys if you are still listening thank you for listening <laughs> Uh, we, you know, if you want to hear more about this, we absolutely can talk. We will not turn this into a wedding podcast. Ooh, or will we? um no we won't but also if you have ideas on how to make uh, a wedding feel less like a corporate ballroom event no I'm just kidding
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll do more um, like moving in like there were just a lot of questions that were related to this that we didn't touch on so we'll do a like serious topics thing because I have some, like, we didn't talk about engagement that much like I have some inks around that I want Liza's input you know hey, I'm stressed guys and this is my therapy just kidding
1: we love you so much. I'm about it. We love you so much. If you're vaccinated, go on a date.
0: Go on a date.